everybody, welcome to TRB. We are the Resistance Broadcast, the official podcast of StarWarsNewsNet.com. I am John. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is a Thursday. It is April 21st. And before I get into anything, I would like to wish my mom, Janice, a happy birthday. Happy birthday, mom. <laughs> happy birthday, Janice. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if she listens. Uh, she probably doesn't listen to the show, but I'll let her know that this happened and then maybe show her this part so I can see, like, see? Mom, I wish you happy birthday on my show. There you go. Um, we have a good show today. Uh, James and Lacey with me as always. Lacey, the, we're going to do what we have done for previous celebrations, including celebrations that didn't even happen. We did this yes, for. Yes, we did. Uh, this is sort of our episode to uh, give tips and, and like take it easies and all that sort of stuff and getting people to, to be able to optimize their experience going to Star Wars Celebration. And, you know, I know there's a lot of our listeners who are not going to Celebration, and we understand that. Um, we'll be doing a lot of content and stuff from Celebration for you to check in with and, and go along for the ride with us. Um, and we have other stuff we're going to be doing on this episode that is quite a standard TRB episode. But our discussion later is going to be sort of a crash course onto uh, if you are going to Celebration, how to have the best time possible. And you know what? If you're not going to this Celebration, still listen, because there's going to be more Celebrations and... It's going to be some good advice. It also um, rolls over to like theme parks, concerts, big true. events. Anything, a lot of other experiences. Yeah. Anything where there's like either multiple days or multiple like different activities at one thing. Like this could roll over to anything to be By honest. the way, I guess check out this throwback. What is that? It's our old shirt that got no, banned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of those. It's our Supreme Leader shirt mm-hmm. um, with... The one and only Kyle Ren on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know, we should, we should we should just start. Yeah, we should just start taking photos from J.W. Rinsler books and putting them as out. And we'll get <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So, James, uh, are you uh, are you pumped? Are you pumped to to, to have this discussion, like the 2022 version of this? Yeah, definitely. I think like what what is so interesting about it is like even even going just the one time, I was like, oh oh, it makes so much more sense now. Like, now that I'm actually yeah. here, I wish I could have just told people, you know, like, that's kind of oh, wow. how it Oh, wow, Lacey's so smart. Something. That's what he was thinking the whole time. It was, actually. Um, no, but I think, like, a, an episode like this, especially, uh, you know, for people that are going for the first time is, is going to be very helpful, and hopefully, you know, we can throw in a, a thing or two that you go, okay, I can just relax, and once you, like, relax or calm down or stop, freaking out about you know certain thing like then you can kind of enjoy the process a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah and also um making sure people come to our event on saturday may 28th at radiant beer co yeah that's the one um all right but <laughs> uh we got to um light this show on fire first with our first segment of the day and james what is that I fear nothing for all this as the force wills it. Oh, cheer it. It's so good to hear your voice. You are (laughs) back and we are getting ready to do Will of the Force. But as usual, before we get into Will of the Force fully, let's talk a little bit about our Patreon, because if you're listening to this, that means you probably enjoy what we do here at TRB. If you... um, 
would, or if you're able to, it would be great to consider possibly supporting the show uh, over at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. There you can sign up for as low as $2, which is going to immediately grant you access to all forms of bonus podcasts, videos, commentary, and more. Uh, we have a lot of cool benefits and perks as you move up the ranks, including appearing on the show. I know you guys know that because you see the Patreon pod race weekly, but we even do separate things like with our Spice Runners, for instance. We just had Micah Harrison, uh, one of our Spice Runners, on the show. It was awesome. And we got to talk to him for an hour, and we live-streamed it to patrons only. So if it's just like it's like a, so much more content over just right over there on Patreon. So the, um, the backing we receive uh, from that allows us to uh, continue making our shows and what we're doing in addition to the live streams, live event, all sorts of other things, uh, including all that exclusive content. Um, so, you know, if uh, we reach that certain level of support, we can grow and expand and keep doing what we're doing uh, with the Resistance Broadcast. Thank you guys so much uh, for even listening to that. You know what I mean? Just taking a second. You're here, you're listening, you're having fun on the show. Uh, but that is Patreon. Our um, Patreon rules. I'm just going to say that. It really does. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, there's kind of like, there's this show that we do. Like, this is our forward facing production. And then, like, 50% of the resistance broadcast is over here, you know? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. we work so well with these people uh, over yeah. in this community that it's like, you're not getting the full extent of, what it is if you're not just even like a two dollar a month or something just kind of joining in on that um but one of the things we're doing right now is uh we're gonna do the will of the force uh segment of our show and because we love patreon so much we're gonna let uh this be a full patreon patreon submission episode and we're gonna kick it off with uh one of our spice runners dave hornack or indie dave uh is, is what he goes by but um the question is with Giancarlo Esposito confirming he is part of season three of Mandalorian, uh, will he have a large role this season? Lacey, what do you think about Giancarlo Esposito confirming Mando season three and his role? Hey, Dave. Nice to hear from you. Good question. I'm going to say he will have a bigger role. I think from season one and season two, we got more interest with that character and, and more kind of moments with him and he has this big kind of climactic moment at the end of season two um but it left him in a weird spot and i think that they need to bring him back to being that bad guy and the question is who works above him who yeah. like where's that going i think there's a lot of questions that need to be answered and they weren't answered in season two so i'm gonna say yes he will who works above i'm gonna say the emperor no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, John, what are your thoughts on uh, Moff Gideon? Yeah, I, I was really disappointed by the um, nice plug there, James, for the resistance broadcast on your water bottle. Um, James has a sticker and he's, it's facing exactly where it needs to, to the camera. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I was very disappointed with how his his story at least for season two ended with him trying to uh, kill himself and you know I've been saying this for a very long time about Star Wars having a villain problem and you know this guy was white hot coming into this show because everyone loved him in Breaking Bad and uh, his bad guy Gus in that show which is amazing 
and he's known for playing villains, which is funny because he's such a good actor. He's, he seems like the most pleasant person in, in real life. Favreau um, wrote this part for him, I think, after seeing Breaking Bad, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and that's what's really cool about this is that he mm-hmm. seems fully vested in it. He seems to really enjoy it. Um, and he... he he has loose lips and sometimes I think he, he says things that maybe, you know, sweeping generalizations, which had a lot of people confused and some sites ran with some of his statements saying it's coming out this summer, uh, which it's not, you know, it's, it's, that's pretty impossible for them to do that. So it's probably going to be end of the year, like your typical Mandalorian. Um, so it may be later than usual, but I'm thinking, you know, November, something like that, Mandalorian will come back. Um, I, I would almost guarantee we're going to get a release date at the, that panel. The Mandalorian's going to have, on on uh the the Saturday. day of our event. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um but I want to say yes, he will have a bigger role, uh a large role in season 3 because um I don't know, I don't want them to like introduce in season 3 like a bait and switch, like this is the real villain and he was just a pawn. Like like when they do that, it, it just shows that they don't don't map things out on these shows uh it just says oh let's try this now uh, so i hope he does have a bigger role and um there's a you know an explanation to why he was gonna do what he did and i'm not saying he doesn't have to work for somebody i'm with Lacey on that like why would he have tried to kill himself if it wasn't someone else he had to answer to yeah. you know so i think there is something there but i just hope we get a little more of him and a little more menace and and that sort of stuff um i'm gonna go with that he, he will be utilized just as much as he has i don't think i'm i don't want to say more i'm not going to say less either but i think we're going to get just about as much of moff gideon as you have in the previous seasons um and part of that is because i actually think they're probably are going to do that john i think that whole like answering to somebody it, it probably will fall into you know trying to figure out who the real big bad of the mandalorian and uh possibly even working towards that you know big everybody crossover event or something like that, which Mm -hmm. in my personal opinion, I think it's Thrawn. I'm going to throw that out there. Like I, you know, I have a couple times, but I think that could be something that's leading and they're like, you know, giving us the breadcrumbs that lead up to that ultimate villain, um, that would really make the legends fans happy and fans of new Canon who like rebels and stuff happy. And so, yeah, I, I think that's the direction they're going, but I, I think Giancarlo Esposito is a player in this game, he, and he's not gaining anything or losing anything. He's just going to keep playing for Mando. Um, let's move on to the next one here. Uh, this one is going to come from one of our generals. Uh, General Mike Ramore wanted to know, they asked us, will any of you dress in cosplay for celebration? So, John, you're getting this one first. Uh, are you bringing any outfits? So I might bring something, um, but not like full cosplay. Like I might bring my Han Solo vest or, and, and like the shirt underneath it or something like that. Um, but I don't think I'm going to do full cosplay. So I guess the correct answer is no. I don't know what is considered cosplay. Does that have to be like full whole outfit? You know, so I'm just going to say no. Um, it's just one more thing I'd have to worry about. But I may bring the the Han Solo vest. That might be it, though. I got you, Lacey. Any chance you're doing some cosplay? I really want to. I have. I I made the Ray from TFA a while ago. I have that one, so I could just bring that. Um, but I really want to do Ray from the Rise of Skywalker, the the white outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see what happens. 
Hmm. I want to. That's my answer. Gotcha. So I'm not saying will or won't. I want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I... I don't have any plans to. Um, I know that we're doing an event that says you, you know, mm-hmm. you should be Star Wars inspired clothing. So I'll have to kind of put something kind of together there. But I, I think I'm with John on that point. Like I don't necessarily know that it's considered cosplay. Um, but I think when, when if the question is coming from a a place of like this is one of the things people do to celebrate Star Wars, they go, they live the dream, they they become the characters. That's not what I'm doing at all. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, I I am mm-hmm. definitely a little bit more of like I'm just going to be wearing my clothes and and looking around at everybody else who is celebrating in those ways. Um, but uh, it makes me wonder about Mike. You know what I mean? Like, hey, are you interested in that? Are you coming? Are you doing a cosplay? That could be pretty cool. Um, moving on to the next one here. Uh, one of our commanders, Soonerthron, uh, asked us the question, will Lucasfilm reveal who is playing live-action Thrawn, oh, speaking of, during Star Wars <laughs> Celebration? I didn't think about that. Um, but, Lacey, you're going first on this one. Any chance that they're going to finally reveal who that person could be at celebration. I'm going to say yes, I think they will. Any any I think that's an easy announcement that they can make that will add to the Ahsoka series without them showing anything else. That's it. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, John, thoughts on that? I think they will too because they're afraid of leaks. Um and stuff is already have been coming out with a bunch of these series and it's filming at the same location as in the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett and for whatever reason that location seems to be ripe for leaks whereas it starts filming Andor, this month right at the end of this month exactly yeah if so, you ask Reddit it already started filming <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like and, and or you know filmed in in on locations and stuff mm-hmm. over in uh, England and you, I feel like you, we didn't get the amount of leaks that we got for the shows that are filming in Manhattan Beach. Connecting some dots here. I don't know. But yeah, so they are filming Ahsoka starting at the end of this month. They'll be filming for about a month at that point. And I think they are starting to understand that they need to start announcing these things before other people do. And I think that would be uh, one that wouldn't cause any issues. Everyone knows I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure everyone understands that Throne's going to be in that series. So. They said his name in The Mandalorian, so... Exactly, yeah. So um, it would make a lot of sense. Now, a lot of people are wondering if it's, you know, Lars Mikkelsen because he did the voice in Rebels. It's a good, good shot, but who knows? Could be anybody. Uh, but I agree. I do think they will say the actor who's playing it. I don't know if they will be at Celebration, but maybe they show them on screen and or something they like that. They could bring them out. That would be an easy thing to do. Yeah, so I I hear what you guys saying, and I think I'm leaning towards it. I'm going to ask you one question, though, because I've been really busy today, and I didn't have a chance to prepare, but um, when was the uh, Kenobi cast announcement in comparison to the release date? May of last year. May of last year, so one year in advance. No, 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 Mm -hmm. like release date of the show. Mm Mm-hmm. They released the cast right when they were starting, if not... It, during filming about a month after filming yeah yeah okay so since this would be before filming no a month after month into filming oh because they're Ahsoka's... starting ahsoka in april oh oh gotcha yeah, at the end of this month 
All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I okay, so then I agree with you. All right, there you go. Yeah. So <laughs> good answer. Yeah. For some reason though, I was I was not putting the dates together. I'm not really good with dates when we're talking about like when You aren't? No. I'm good you on are dates. Not. I'm gonna be honest. You are you, oh jeez. I'm good on dates. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> All right, we got one more question here. Uh, Patreon submission. Uh, Commander Trey Warrington wanted to know. Um, what's up, Trey? Uh, will we get a High Republic movie or episode 10 first? Which one is going to be hitting the theaters chronologically first? And, John, you look puzzled, but you get to go first on this one. I, it's got to be episode 10. I, I don't think they're going to do a High Republic movie. I think we'll get animated series. I think I think High Republic is going to be the future of Star Wars and canon animation. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get live action, Old Republic stuff, Game of Thrones style that uh, General Beard was talking about on his pod race on Monday. But, and then I, you know, they need to usher in a new era of Star Wars animation and just based on the concept art and stuff they already have done for High Republic, it just seems perfect and ripe to do an animated series for it. Um, and it could be right there on Disney Plus and they can do however many seasons and stuff they need to do to coincide with the books. I just I just don't know that the... And, and people are going to take this the wrong way. The grand wide net reach is there with high republic to to put all your chips into a basket to make that a a theatrical feature film i i I just don't know so i think episode 10 is more of a let's get ray back all those kids are going to be like 15 or so when that comes around and you know let's get grogu in there i think that's more of the the safe bet so i i think it's in my opinion episode 10 is 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 what's way more likely than a high republic feature film Lacey, do you agree yeah, I think um, we're going to get a movie for episode 10 first. I mean, Daisy Ridley was on the red carpet for the BAFTAs a couple of weeks ago, and she said, I'll always be Ray, or I'm always Ray. I I don't think we're done seeing that character, and we're mm-hmm. done seeing Daisy Ridley play Ray. Um, there's a reason they cast someone younger. There's a reason they chose that character to lead the sequel trilogy. Um, there's a reason she's on the ride, and you see her everywhere. Um, that they gave her her own lightsaber. The, the, all these things will add up to, yes, there is some money in marketing and people will say, oh, they're just trying to sell stuff and that's fine. But I think ultimately she is the future of that franchise, of what comes next. She has a whole new generation that's been inspired by her. Um, I think that episode 10 is going to happen and it's going to come before High Republic. High Republic is great. I think that people are really connected to that story and connected to all those different mediums that are coming out, the comic books and the regular books and all the, you know, different levels of reading, which is great. I think it's brought new people into Star Wars, which is always a great thing. I just don't think that they're going to take that story and bring it into a movie form. If anything, they're going to do a series. Yeah, I have to, I have to agree with that. Um, The only part that I hang up on a little bit is like, is episode 10 going to exist? And in some ways, that's kind of like the make Solo 2 happen thing where we're like, it may be, you know, the Lando series is how they kind of embrace that bringing back of Mm -hmm. Han and Chewie and stuff. You know, it's kind of like, okay, so do we count that sort of thing? It's like, I could almost see them doing like 
a Ray movie that's a little bit lower stakes and other things. And like episode 10, that title just like never happens. So that's the thing that kind of scares me a little bit. But when you're comparing that to something that feels very unlikely in the first place, like that High Republic movie, like it's just High Republic doesn't seem like that's that's that doesn't seem to be where they're going. They're so put into publishing that like you would think if they really wanted to expand it, we would have seen an animated series or we would have seen a video game or something else. But they're so embedded in there that it makes me feel like they don't really have big theatrical plans for the High Republic stuff. So then that just makes me go right back to what you guys are saying and saying, I think the more likely one would be just the big, we'll figure it out later. Oh, somebody's trying to take over the government again. You know, we'll figure it out. (laughs) Episode 10 just seems more likely, but that is going to wrap up. Will the force this week, because we got a discussion to talk about and let's get to it. All right. This week's discussion, how to optimize your star Wars celebration experience. Anaheim 2022 edition. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Um, So we did this for 2019. We also did it for Celebration 2020, which didn't end up happening. Uh, This is sort of that celebration, but obviously uh, a lot different in terms of um, what they're going to be doing panels on and stuff like that. (laughs) Um, But this year it is happening. And we're here to talk about how to optimize your experience at uh, what can at times feel like a pretty overwhelming event. Uh, so with so much to do, so much to see, so many people, so little time, we're here to help you optimize that experience at Star Wars Celebration from our point of view. Um, so Lacey, we'll start with you. Uh, you obviously worked Celebration back in the day. Uh, you've been to several uh, overseas at Anaheim, uh, Florida. Chicago, uh, all down the line. So, um, what do like what your if you had to, like a minute to talk to somebody in passing, and what would the first big piece of advice you can give somebody uh, out of the gate that you think it's the most important to pass on to somebody who may be new to celebration or just needs some advice on how to best optimize their experience in a pretty chaotic uh, long weekend. Uh, I'm going to fall back on the advice I gave in 2019, which people, it really resonated with them, which was pick one thing each day that you really want to do and then accomplish that one thing and everything else is bonus. And this could go for anything for a theme park or a concert or a festival or whatever, carnival, like just pick one thing that you really, really want to do and and make it happen and plan that out and don't feel the need to do everything because you're not going to be able to do everything. And that's okay because some of the best moments I've had at celebrations have been those in-between moments. Like when you wander into a place that you didn't know, like the droid room where all the people that like build their own droids, like you just Mm -hmm. happen to meander in there. It's like a really cool thing. Or they do like costume exhibits, which you kind of fall, you know, you, you go and find at certain times or a random panel that you didn't know was planned because I personally don't go through the panel schedule. Some people do. Some people love and thrive in the panel type of stuff. I don't. I go to the big panels, but I don't like plan my day around panels. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's what I would stress is just like take time to explore the show. You know, go to the art show where you have people making original art. Go to 
the tattoo pavilion, even if you don't get a tattoo because there's just so many talented people over there. Um, and then just like just experience, just walk around. Uh, don't be afraid to say hi to people because everybody that's there is a Star Wars fan and they're just as diehard as you are. And I find that you'll make friends a lot easier than you think. The person that's in line in front of you and behind you is super into Star Wars and is there just like you are. And I guarantee they're friendly because everybody has always been friendly at these shows. Um, but yeah, I would pick one thing and just say, you know what, this is the one thing I'm doing today and I'm going to do it. And then anything else that you do is going to be like, man, I accomplished so much today because I've already done that one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think not overwhelming yourself is very important and setting certain expectations because there's always that fear of missing something. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that to like, like on this shoulder here, just like live on your on your back and just be like, you're missing this. You know, this is happening. You don't you don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss this. And then you don't end up enjoying what you are doing at that moment because you're thinking about that other thing that you have to run across the convention for later. It's so going to go is, so fast. Yeah, sure. that is a great piece of advice. And um, what I'll add to that is, you know, I've been to only one celebration. I've been to several New York Comic Cons, but Star Wars Celebration is a different animal, especially it's this franchise we all love so much. It's that my biggest takeaways, you know, I've been to a big panel. I went to the Mandalorian panel. I missed the big panel episode nine. Me and James watched it on the show floor. I had just as much fun doing that, maybe more so than being in the arena for the Mandalorian panel. What I'll say is though, my biggest memories are like conversations with people and having real in-person conversations with fellow Star Wars fans that you can't replicate anywhere else, especially online, as a lot of people know. Um, just having real human connections and talking about this thing that we all love so much. Uh, those were my biggest takeaways. Uh, whether they're people you know, or like Lacey said, somebody you just bumped into at a food line, or you know, someone you, you have the same cosplay as, or someone who is dressed as your favorite character, or maybe you're on the show floor and you bump into... B Brian Herring, who me and James ran into on the show yeah. floor, and, and we didn't even realize it at the time. And he, <laughs> he liked he liked James's "Makes a Little Too Happen" shirt, my T-shirt. It's like you never know what you're going to see at Star Wars Celebration. It's not always the schedule. Sometimes you may be so wrapped up in that Hasbro panel at two forty-five in room CF mm -hmm. that you miss something cool that people are just doing on the show floor. So be open-minded. Uh, I think that's that's a cool way to go. So kind of piggybacking with, well, off of what Lacey said, and, you know, find some of the organic stuff that's going on that's not necessarily being put on by Repop or Lucasfilm. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it another step too. I'll piggyback off that as well. Um, you know, the, I would say one of my biggest things would you have time to think about celebration because everything is stated what what's going to be there in advance and the schedule is is there. So don't be afraid to let things go. Like we would all love to be in a, in a panel where they're talking about the art of attack of the clones or something like that, you know, with very specific people or something like that would be a great panel. But when you're looking at the schedule, if there's something else that just means more to you, let that one go. You, you'll be able to see it maybe on a live stream or something like that. Just know that when things, but, you got you just can make that choice i i'm coming from you know back in the day when i did warp tour there was like 50 bands every day and they didn't want the the 
back and forth of people arguing about who was headlining or whatever. So every morning at like 8 a.m., it went out and they said, or, or even later sometimes, like, this is the order. And it was completely random. And every day, everybody rushed to this big billboard where they just stuck all the bands and when they're playing. And everybody had hours to decide I came here to see these two bands and they're playing at the same time. And it was so frustrating and chaotic. It's like people had to make those decisions and it never made sense for somebody to go see. They'll be like, well, I'll watch the first half of the set and run across the, the palladium to go see the second mm-hmm. half of the right. other band set. It's like, stop, just know that when you're going into the event, there's going to be things that you can look at the schedule and you can kind of think to yourself, well, I know these two things are going to clash. I'm going to make my decision on which I'm going to go to and then safely and slowly go to that thing. You know, don't rush things, choose what you want to go to and check out those other things that you missed on a live stream or just know that, you know, maybe you didn't get to participate in it, but you'll have so much fun because you chose the thing that you wanted to go see. And I think that's kind of in the spirit of what Lacey's saying is like, choose those things and enjoy them. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think my favorite moments are the ones that aren't necessarily related to celebrities or to autographs or to buying Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. My favorite moments have always been the more kind of authentic, genuine fan interactions, whether it be at the bar after the show floor closes or seeing someone in a cosplay that I'd never seen before. So I stop and have a conversation with them and tell them how cool it is. Like, I can't stress enough. Take the extra second to give someone the compliment. Mm -hmm. Give them the compliment on their T-shirt. Give them the compliment on their costume. Give them the compliment on their backpack. Like. Tell them, like, hey, your tattoo is cool. We've had a crazy couple years, guys. And I tell you right now, that compliment's going to mean so much to that person if you just take the energy to give it to them. You, because, you think, yeah, you think cosplayers don't wear the costume so that you can say, that's an awesome costume. That's an awesome costume. Or, or yeah. like, can I take my can picture I take with your you? Picture? Yes, yeah. they want to take a picture with you. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. The big thing, though, is to always ask. Yeah. Uh, I, I, stre- I can't stress this enough. Like, If you see someone either in a cool costume, cool T-shirt, tattoo, like I said, just ask. Just, hey, can I get can I get a picture? It means the world to people uh, when you just ask, because it's so easy sometimes to just assume, oh, they're in a public place. I can take their picture. Sometimes they don't want their picture taken. So just Mm -hmm. ask. But I I guarantee you they do want the compliment. The hey, that is a that's a killer cosplay. Great job. Or Wow. Where did you get that T-shirt? That's so cool. Um, I think now more than ever, we need those compliments and those positive moments where they're going to remember that years from now when they're like, man, right. I wore that shirt and some I got this many. John talks about it all the time when he went to New York Comic Con and got compliments on his solo shirt. Like, Except that one guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just those those fun interactions. I think... Something that I've learned over the years about events like comic conventions and Star Wars celebrations and stuff, I think it can be overwhelming when you start to consider all the things you could do. But I think if you lay a baseline of uh, what you want to do with addition of what you need at the event, Mm -hmm. you set yourself up for success. And what I mean by that is 
Uh, there are a couple things that you should always have in your bag or backpack or purse that I think will oh, yeah. totally make your event 100%, like if not 80% of what you hope it would be. Um, mm-hmm. First would be obviously don't forget your ticket. Always have your ticket on you with a lanyard. Always bring a lanyard because sometimes they say you're going to get a lanyard when you get there and they either haven't shown up or people run in like they did in 2015. People were running in. They were, I think, Think Geek sponsored lanyards at the time. People were running in and grabbing handfuls of lanyards and throwing them in bags. And they were like selling them on eBay and like doing all this stuff. So people didn't have lanyards. So make sure you bring a lanyard, even if you end up not using it. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring a phone charger, not just the charger itself, like the wire part, but a battery pack to charge your phone. Uh, your phone's going to drain really quick because it's working really hard on the Wi-Fi. Uh, you're taking a ton of photos. You're texting. You're posting on social media. Bring the battery pack and make sure you get one that charges at least, I don't know, like four phones. I usually bring one that charges like eight phones uh, just because I'd rather be prepared. Um, a water bottle is always good because, yes, you can buy over priced water at the event or you can bring a water bottle and they have water fountains around the convention center that gives you filtered water so water bottles stay hydrated bring a snack i think oftentimes fans tend to be on the side of oh i'll just skip this meal if i go get this autograph or i'll Mm -hmm. i'll just i'll eat later and then you find you feel like garbage it's because your body needs to be hydrated and you need energy and you need food it's okay to take a break you're gonna be all right so please do it because i hate seeing people like get sick it's like the worst thing ever because then you're just having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I said the other day, which I stand by on our, I think our Patreon exclusive Q&A, uh, bring a pair of socks, an extra pair. So you have a pair of socks in your bag that halfway through the day, no joke, take your socks off, put the new pair of socks on. Uh, it will change your day. <laughs> I promise you. I promise. It's like a whole new world when you walk out with brand new socks on. It's like yeah. it changes everything. Um, Did you say deodorant? Yeah, deodorant if you if you want, it's up to you. I usually bring it because I'm crazy and I'm like I have this like fear of smelling. So I always have <laughs> deodorant on me like at all times. Um mm-hmm. I what else would you bring? Uh, oh, the gum, hand, hand uh, sanitizer. Hand sanitizer, that's a big one. I actually am the, the person that buys the ones that connect to your bag, and I have one yeah. like hanging from my backpack mm-hmm. at all times. And that's just not my backpack. Like, my normal bag, everyday bag has that. I'm just that person. And maybe, I mean, we're all wearing masks and stuff, but mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe a little, you know, Altoids. You know, yeah, I said gum. Yeah, gum, yeah. mints. Um, uh, I would bring... If so, we have to wear masks at celebration. That is part of their policy. You have to wear one at all times. I'm a big person of bringing paper and cloth and putting the paper underneath the cloth because you're going to be wearing it so often that you can throw out the paper one and you're getting a clean mask every day. Oh, yeah. Because you're breathing into the mask and doing all this stuff. So I know sometimes it's like, wow, really double mask, but I'm telling you, it's all the difference to have a clean paper mask under. Um, and then they just, I mean, last week, um, released like their updates on the health guidelines. So just keep your eye on that, on their policies. Cause sometimes it 
who knows it could get stricter it could get more lenient just keep an eye on the celebration star wars celebration.com for the updates on their health requirements but they released the info um that's going to be coming soon of that clear uh health pass which i think if you complete that and show proof of that on your phone you won't have to wait in the line of people like checking vax cards or or covid tests and stuff you'll be able to say i have that clear pass thing and then uh you probably have an easier way easier time getting into uh the convention so i'm glad they are doing that um so i'll probably be doing oh that. that's the uh. other thing security uh making <clears throat> sure that when you're waiting in line for security open up your bag before you get up to the security guy I was actually going to ask you a little bit, um, kind of like, what do you what do you recommend as far as people like bringing specific bags and things into the oh, poster tubes? Poster oh, tubes, yeah, that's a mm-hmm. big one. Poster tubes. If if you're interested in keeping, you know, they give out a ton of posters at these panels mm-hmm. and stuff. So if you want that, definitely get a poster tube. Or what I usually do is, uh, you can buy those plastic sleeves at the show floor. I don't like to roll my stuff up, so that's what I do. Some people don't care. I like to keep mine flat so you can get those plastic sleeves. Um, yeah. But yeah, no poser tube, backpack, backpacks. I saw someone online say uh, they have collapsible poster tubes now, which is cool because I've never seen one or used one, but I heard they exist and that's like a magical thing that you can throw in your backpack and if you need it, you can take it out. Um, Probably some type of tote or plastic bag if you want to carry some of your items that you've bought that they might not fit into your backpack or you don't want to throw them into your backpack they might get crushed if you're trying to keep the box pristine if it's an action figure bring a tote bag with you that you can take out of your backpack like a shopping bag Mm -hmm. that's always been super helpful to me um and then just i find for me if you take time in advance and make a list of like these are the booths I want to go to and these are the panels I want to hit and kind of keep that like Tom Brady like you know kind of like what the quarterbacks have it it's like that little flip thing Buzz Lightyear has one too that like you could put on your arm I've seen people use those oh, yeah. to keep yeah. track of their panels or like little notebooks or something like or sometimes people will print out what they want to do and they'll put it in like a sleeve on their lanyard so like they'll have their ticket and then a sleeve behind it with like their schedule of the day which i thought was super organized and awesome i love organizations so i think like I also too things. if you have it written out or you thought about it like in the hotel or your schedule mm-hmm. or you highlighted whatever you can take a photo of that and then instead of it too. just being lost like buried in your camera roll kind of thing like it always helps to take that photo and then like save it to a, a note so that every time you mm-hmm. open up the notes app, it's like the first thing that pulls up immediately because it was the last open note. So you can have like an app or a specific thing that's just not a photo because you're obviously going to take photos throughout the day. And then that like that photo that you're Gets saving, buried, that's yeah. your schedule is just it's going to get lost. and You're going to be searching for it so often. Um, so it's good to have like an app or something that is very specifically that image uh, or your schedule or whatever. Um dedicated for the weekend and if you and if you can you know because there is a lot of days of this convention and a lot of time that the show floor itself is open like have open hours and don't feel like you have to have a syllabus for the whole day and Mm -hmm. like get lost on the convention floor like just walk around and maybe you'll see an item that you've always wanted that 
came out in 1980 that they don't make anymore that someone has at a booth like you never know what you're gonna see and those little nooks those little action figure nooks that you can go inside and take Mm -hmm. a look and like just for the sake of you know reliving being in a toy store which really don't exist anymore going into those booths and seeing actual star wars figures on shelves which you don't even see when you walk into walmart anymore Mm -hmm. is a cool thing to see like walking and seeing rows of power of the force figures if you were a kid who grew up like me in the 90s uh getting your first set of like star wars action figures do that stuff and allow yourself to be hit with that aspect of nostalgia that you know if everyone keeps thinking like oh this panel i hope they bring out this person and you know i can't wait for the nostalgia of seeing mark hamill come out find your own nostalgia out on the show floor and go check out some old action figures and like you know that 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 whole vibe of being in a uh, like a comic book store. There's so many of those all over the whole convention floor, and everyone who works at those are very friendly. And they'll answer your questions about the figures, and mm-hmm. don't be ever be intimidated to talk to them because they want you to to engage with them as well. And maybe you even find someone else who is a a new friend that you found, and you're both eyeing the same figure. Like you never know what you're going to find. So allow yourself to get lost on the show floor a bit too. That that uh reminds me a little bit like of the kind of the analogy that I was talking about before. Like people went into Warp Tour thinking I want to see these three bands, and sometimes they're like one plays at twelve, one plays at one, and the other one plays at four. So it's like, well, what do I do between one and four? They just walked around and discovered other bands like there was nothing else to do. So it's like when you're thinking about that celebration schedule, it's like, okay, pick out pick out the things you want to go to. And then when there is inevitably empty space, don't just fill that empty space to fill it. Like, yes, there might not be something you're particularly interested in at that time. So just know that's a good time to just like take the break and walk around and just kind of think. Don't say, I mean, I guess have a sandwich and watch people. I guess we'll go to this panel. I'm not particularly interested in it, but it's the only it's the coolest thing I can find that's happening at this time. It's like if you're not interested in it, then there's so much else there that's just like the floor and people walking around and doing things there there's plenty to entertain you Mm -hmm. for those hours so take the breaks when you need to take the breaks and enjoy the displays and stuff that they put up that's not on the schedule but they yeah the fan groups do a great job go see the 501st go see the rebel legion they take time to do these things uh you know the belgian builders they do all these cool things which i'm i can't wait to see what they're doing uh around the show floor like last time they had x-wings and all this other stuff Go see those groups because they take the time to put those things together and it's totally worth it. Uh, some really good photo ops that are super fun. Um, also let them know that you appreciate them doing it, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I think another thing that people should look out for is just the collectible aspect, not of figures and stuff, but Celebration has had since 2015 a really good pin trading program. So if you're into pins... Uh, they've already released some sets online, but at the show, they'll have exclusive ones and variants that are in mystery boxes. So if you really like that, like collecting them all, I found over the years, even when I worked there, it was like one of my favorite things was pin meetups and like collecting and switching pins and stuff. Um, I know a lot of creators will make their own buttons and stickers and pins. So like you're going to leave the show with like a bag of like... (laughs) different types of swag from different fan creators and like different That's, people that are just making really cool yeah. stuff. 
I, I'm not even a collector in that regard. And I had a bag of stuff. And so it was so cool. If, They're all different. Yeah. Everybody has a different style. And like I have yep. a board here in, in my room that has like all the stuff. I'll have to take a picture of it. Like all the stuff people have given me. It's just super I've fun. I've got pins on my speakers right now. Very cool. And one of the yeah. coolest things, if you can get them, which they're hard to get, the 501st, all the different garrisons make pin uh, patches that are specific to their groups. And mm -hmm. usually they only trade them patch for patch. But if you're lucky, you might get one. And they're all themed. They have different themes for their patches. Oh, they're so cool. And they make like these jean jackets or vests with all the patches on them. So it's just like those kind of fan interactions where people have swag. And I, and I say fan creators, but like even just fans make their own pins. Like someone that just writes fan fiction will make their own pins or someone that's a cosplayer will make pins. So just kind of like be on the lookout because people make really cool things to give away. Uh, yeah. Our buddy Brian Ward is making these really fun like 80s looking oh, sunglass God, pictures. Yeah. They're so cool. They're stickers. <laughs> They're so cool. So look out for Brian for sure. if you can get them. <laughs> They're going to be a hard to get item. Um, yeah. But then I also wanted to mention James had said something about or no, John, you had said something about people watching and eating a sandwich. Uh, <laughs> one of the coolest things about the Anaheim Convention Center is when you walk outside the front, there's this long plaza that's lined with palm trees, which is always a nice sight. I'm from Connecticut. You don't see those very often. So when you get to see them, you're like, oh, palm trees. But in between the two hotels is this big kind of plaza with picnic tables and stuff. Uh, and they always have food trucks there. Last time they had all different types of food trucks from like grilled cheese and mac and cheese and, and burgers and tacos and Korean barbecue and... So if you're looking for something really cool, you want to support a local business, like take some time, leave the convention center. All the cosplayers hang out at that fountain in front of the convention center with all the stairs. A lot of the photos people share oftentimes is that big group photo with like Ahsoka, uh, Ashley Eckstein and Dave Filoni or just like cosplayers hanging out there. That's where they hang out is at the fountain. Uh, but mm -hmm. past the fountain is all the food trucks. So definitely go check that out. Yeah, me, and go ahead. Oh, go ahead, James. I was just going to say, Lacey had brought up, <clears throat> you know, fan creators and stuff. And, you know, I know a lot of people are going to be there, including us, like, you know, covering Star Wars Celebration and stuff. But, you know, if, if you're in a big panel, especially one that is, you know, streaming live or whatever, I mean, there's a good chance they'll make you put your phone away anyway. But if, you know, if you're on a toy panel or something, like, no matter what, like, don't put so much pressure on yourself to, like, cover this stuff. Like do it if you, if that's what you want to do, but if it's if if you feel like it's more work than you enjoying yourself, like don't worry about live tweeting a freaking toy panel. Like just sit there and enjoy yourself. And and like you, you know, like Lacey said before, perfectly. It's like this has been a really long two years for everybody, and not being able to go to these things, you're paying a lot of money to to fly out there, or even if you're from California to to buy these tickets and go to these events, like. Make sure you, even if you are a fan creator and you're there to cover it and stuff like that. And I got to remind myself of this too, as, as as the three of us probably do. Is it, just make sure you enjoy your time and you don't feel like you're working or whatever. Like you earned this experience. You paid for this experience. Like have fun first, <laughs> more importantly than anything. You know, your, your people aren't sitting on the edge of their seats worrying about you tweeting about the the next uh, variant of a clone figure that's coming out in September. You know what I mean? So just 
if you if, if that's what you want to do first and foremost do it but if it's one of those things where that sounded like palpatine a little bit um but if if it's just something you're like oh man i just feel obligated to because i gotta stay you know uh, up keep up with everyone else and stuff don't worry about it and just have a good time enjoy yourself i kind of wanted to know a little bit of those like simple things um that lacy might be able to fill us in on so I'm looking at the schedule and tomorrow that, that big panel starts at like, let's say 10 a.m. or whatever. The panels like, always start at 10. So the show floor is usually 10 to 7. Yeah. So that's kind of what I was thinking. That's why I picked 10. But the thing is like, so say it starts at 10. Uh, what time do I need to be out the door? You know? Oh, at the convention center? Yeah. I mean, I like, would... what time am I going to get there? Like, oh, man, this starts in like 20 minutes. And then, oh, no, the line or whatever, you know. What's the <clears> so the big panels, yeah. So the big panels are going to be lottery based. So you're going to know pretty early on if you're in the panel or one of the like offshoot rooms, you're going to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want an up close seat, you're going to want to get there early. Sometimes people get there two to three hours early to get those upfront seats. If you don't care, then, you yeah, you can stroll up probably like an hour to 45 minutes early. Um, if you're looking to get on the show floor first, people will start lining up first thing in the morning, probably like 6, 7 a.m. Hmm. But I wonder if that is going to be a little different because of that whole uh, clear pass thing versus people who may not have that, who may need to physically show an, uh, a Vax card or, you know, what this. It really depends s- if they have a queue hall. Like if they're checking people and then throwing them into a pit, I don't know how that's going to work with COVID. I haven't (laughs) been to a big convention since COVID Mm -hmm. uh, happened. And by pit, I mean like a big room where everybody lines up like they do with a rancor. Yeah, with the rancor. Yep. Uh, No, like Disney does where they kind of line everybody up for the rope drop type stuff. I don't know if they're going to do this at at this event. Um, I it's really hard to know how they're going to manage these things because i've heard different things at all different events at all different locations in the country Mm -hmm. um so it's really going to be probably we're probably gonna have a better understanding when we get a little closer of that but yeah closer to that of what the deal is but yeah if you want to do something and you want to be up close you want to be first you want you're gonna have to dedicate your time to do that yeah good point um in terms of i guess james saying out the door you know, assuming people are staying at the hotels nearby, Lacey, it's a pretty close walk, right? So the Marriott and the Hilton Anaheim are literally 100 feet away. You walk right out the door and they're there. Uh, every other hotel from the list is usually within two to three miles. Mm-hmm. So it ranges from like a five-minute drive to a 10-minute walk to you're in the same parking lot. So it's like a five-minute walk. Uh, but yeah, if you lucked out and got the Marriott or the Hilton Anaheim, you're right there. You're walking out the door to the main door. Mm-hmm. Are the, is there only one door or should people be looking for like using the east entrance? They're going to funnel everybody through one entrance. It's going to be one main front entrance because they're going to want to control the uh, the crowd flow. Gotcha. Once I kn- the show I knew that open, when we were in Chicago, we started finding extra entryways and we're like oh what can we just go yes. through here this is faster so, and stuff yeah so once the show is open mm-hmm. then other doors will be open like the whole front of the anaheim convention center is doors which is kind of crazy because i remember in 2015 like in the morning they would have 
at 10 a.m., they would have the security guy go around and unlock all the doors. And the problem was if people were happening to walk by, they'd be like, oh, open door. And you'd be like, no, you have to go down to this location. You can't come in this door. Um, but you'll see it. Like the Anaheim Convention Center is just doors. So they'll direct everybody to one location and then they'll let those people in first usually. And then they'll open all the doors to everybody else. So if you have no kind of priority to do things, you don't want to go to a panel, you don't want to go to the show floor first, you just want to kind of head up when you want to. Uh, like they do this in New York Comic Con. Like if you wait for about 30 minutes, you can probably walk right in. Once yeah. the craziness is gone, you can just walk right in the front it's, door. So just so I understand this, yeah. is is the arena for the big panels attached? Do or yes. you have to is it so it's not like Chicago where you had to go across the street. street? No, yeah. but they'll they'll line you up probably down the main hallway. It's like all the if you go in the front door, it's all the way to the right. Uh the arena holds between about 5,000 people. It's a big, big room. But it's not um, a second separate entrance. Like, no, now but I gotta get... you'll okay. exit out there, though. You'll exit out a different entrance out in front of the arena, but you'll enter through the entrance in the building. Do you exit out? So, panel's over. You get go outside. Out. You're outside. There's no exit back into the show floor. They had people last time, again, they might change this, but last time, 2015, they had people going out the back doors outside. And then walking down the sidewalk to go back inside. Oh, wow. So that they keep hmm. the flow going one way, that there aren't yeah. cross streams. All right. Don't cross Very the cool. streams, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I feel like there's... I mean, even just that, the process sometimes, mm-hmm. like if you can find that information on how this is going to go, like it might be good to just read those things like the night before celebration starts or kind of maybe if you're just like around, like, I don't know if it were just me and I were just going on my own, I'd probably go outside and try to just like walk around kind of the convention center and just kind of get a feel for like, okay, I think that's going to be the main entrance. So when I get up, I need to go here kind of thing. Like I know some of that stuff might be clear, but anytime I've ever been to something like this, I always feel like I don't fully get it until like midday two. And yeah. I'm like, because you're just kind of walking in and you're like, I'm going to follow those people because they're clearly wearing Star Wars clothes. So they've got to be going. And you're kind of like, you know, sheeping your way through the process. And I feel like there can be some anxiety setting in like, am are like, what are we doing? Are we even going to the right place right now? How do we know this is the entrance? And we're standing here and it's been 15 minutes and we don't even know if this is really what we're supposed to be doing. So I I tend to think like, you know, that, that third day is so much more relaxing because I've already done it twice. So anything you can to kind of like <laughs> think through those processes and just feel a little bit more confident on day one that you know you're standing in the right spot. <laughs> this, ask this somebody is, like, fact, what line is this? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Don't be afraid yeah. to be like, hey, you guys are going in uh, in the main door, right? And they're like, yeah, we're just going up here, you know. And it's like, it's okay. like George on Seinfeld, like this is ticket holders line, not ticket buyers line. It's like you <laughs> can tell me that. Um, <laughs> Seinfeld references, but uh, yeah. So the, also to James's point, like. Yeah, look for things that are outside the convention too, because people are going to be doing uh, different stuff, including us. You know, we are doing our event, uh, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners already heard about, but got to plug it. Um, so we're doing 
a live podcast event at Radiant Beer Beer Co. Radiant Beer Co. Uh, They're at 1566 West Lincoln Ave in Anaheim. It's only about three miles from the convention. You can Uber there. uh, Get a discount if if you you, lift. And if you do Uber or lift there, you get 5% off your tab, which is cool. But our event is free. You don't have to pay a ticket to get in. You can just show up and and come on in. Uh, We'll be getting there at 530. We're going to do like a happy hour sort of thing in the main area and for about an hour. Let let everyone get loose, relaxed, have fun. And then we're going to start podcasting around 630 or so uh, for an hour or more. Uh, but everyone who's in the base are welcome. We already have a great amount of people who RSVP'd, uh, which guarantees uh, swag to those people. So mm-hmm. uh, if you want to RSVP or show up, uh, it will be there at 530 at Radiant Beer Co. on Saturday, May 28th. Um, so we hope to see you there. Um, but also, you know, just not to be um, uh, uh, uh a purveyor of caution or anything like that. But just, you know, I saw people, you know, worrying about the the policies and the convention. I'll just say this. I, you know, the convention is going to be the most strict place there. Uh, Cause orange County has no mandates. Uh, and so any, you're going to be going to restaurants, hotels, bars, and it's going to be up to those places if they want to have policies in place. So just, just so you know that. Um, and you know, when I went to LA in December in like peak Omicron, you know, places were like, you must have your vaccine card. You must wear a mask. None of that was enforced then. So just, just to keep, you know, keep in mind, you know, however you feel about uh, your comfort in situations like that, there are going to be a lot of things going on. You're obviously going to want to be going to places to eat and stuff like that. So just keep in mind of that, that, uh, you know, wherever you live, whatever is going on in your counties and stuff like that. Uh, as of now, you know, Orange County, California has no mandates like that. So um, just keep that in mind. That's all. I, I was also going to mention too, cause you, you said, you know, the shows that are going on outside of that too, is like something yeah. to think about when it comes to celebration in my mind is it's sort of like a reverse concert. <laughs> like I think everybody gets there you know, at a certain time. And then like that first band plays and then the second band, maybe, you know, them, and then it all leads to a headline and the evening is like the big thing. Celebration is sort of like every day starts with the bigger panels and throughout the day, things kind of wind down. Like you're never going to have like the big Kenobi panel at like 3 PM or so, you know, 5 PM or something like that. Am, Am I wrong on that? Lacey? It really depends what their goals are. I mean, generally speaking, statistically, what the Disney has done Mm -hmm. at all read pop shows for the past like eight years is they usually do a panel first thing to get it out of the way, to get their talent through, to hit press, to do press conferences, stuff like that. Could they do something at night or in the afternoon? Sure. Generally, no. They do it first thing in the morning, the 10 a.m. celebration stage with my buddy DJ Elliot. Uh-huh. Those are the big panels of the day. That, th- and that's what I mean. I, I'm not saying they couldn't do like, you know, obviously it's like Star Wars night is very tied to celebration. That's an official thing. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily talking about that stuff. I'm talking about just when you go in, every day is going to start off with the headliner. Boom. You know, like that. that is the big event. And the rest of the day is sort of like the B and C panels. 
Um, yeah. And then your day can kind of slow down after that big major event that happens, you know, between like 10 and 12. That is like the big event of the day. And then the rest of the day, minus maybe what's happening that night, there might be a big party that night or something. That's fair. But the the celebration process from like, I would say 12 or 1 to when the showroom closes or show floor closes at 7 is way more laid back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. That was that um, was my experience with it. Sort of like a reverse concert. <laughs> Headliner so, first and then opening bands and stuff. <laughs> so as we as as we wind down uh this discussion here, as, is there any final little bits we can toss out there? I feel like we covered a great deal. I know we're up, you know, we're up against time here. So I don't know if Lacey, was there any other things that, you know, any experiences that we we can share or anything like that you want to toss out to to close this out? Um not really. I, I mean, I keep going back to like, just show others kindness. You know, yeah. you're all there to have a good time. You're all there to celebrate what you love. So just be kind to others, whether it be in a line or just passing someone somewhere on the show floor, like just be nice. And have fun. It'll go mm-hmm. a long way. Yeah. Have fun. People need to have fun. Have fun. <laughs> um, and make right. sure your well, apps are tracking your steps because you're going to get a lot of them. <laughs> oh yeah track your steps um close your yeah, rings turn that <laughs> or whatever yeah. yeah um all right so uh you know let us know in the comments hopefully you uh took something from this and you know again if you're not going to celebration it's something you know keep in mind this information because you may be going to the next one or going to another event local to you that like Lacey said maybe similar in terms of how to approach this stuff so uh we hope you enjoyed that conversation that's uh our version of preparing yourself and optimizing your experience going to star wars celebration of course if you have questions and stuff like that leading up to it in the next you know we're about a month away now so Mm -hmm. um just let us know hit us up and uh we'll see you there uh all right we're not done yet we have one more segment to go uh speaking of having fun uh let's hand it over to Lacey for the last segment of the episode all right guys it's time for resistance transmissions So this is the part of the show where John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter, and you guys give your answers. So this past week, the scenario was, in addition to his lightsaber, Darth Vader also found Obi-Wan Kenobi's Jedi pod and AirPods. What song was Kenobi listening to during their fight on the Death Star before he pieced out? I thought Force Pods would have been good. (laughs) Jedi pod is great, though. Yeah, first up is John Reese. What up, John? At John S. Reese, who said, Hello by Lionel Richie. (laughs) (laughs) Next up is Midnight Wanderer at Literary Jedi. What's up? They said, Duel of the Fates, final answer. (laughs) Next is Mello at A Grey Jedi. What up, Mello? And he said, he was listening to the resistance broadcast and got distracted by hashtag resistance transmission. <laughs> Inception or something. Yeah. <laughs> Meta. All right. Next is Todd DeGrossier. What up, Todd? It's been a while. Hey, Todd. At Todd Knows Best. He said, staying alive by the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> Next is oh, Unusual that Michael Scott Amigo. Thing where he's like, huh, 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 staying alive, yeah. staying alive. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. goes way too fast. Next is an unusual amigo at Scribbly Mark. 
What up, Scribbly Mark? He said, Dust in the Wind by Kansas. <laughs> That's uh, um, Bill and Ted. I always think of that movie. Mm-hmm. Next With is Susie Rockstar at Susie Rockstar. She got her handle. Oh, yeah. But that's not her name. No. Maybe it is. Uh, she said Bad Blood by Taylor Swift, which I <laughs> totally approve of and agree. Uh, next is Mike Ramori at Drum Jedi, who said Escape by the Devil Wears Prada. Heck I don't yeah, know him. man. I don't know him. <laughs> Never heard of him. That's a good song. Next is Joey Sack at <laughs> Joey Sack. <laughs> what up, Joey? He said, "You're my best friend." By Queen. Oh, yikes! And last but not least is Damon Juan Kenobi at underscore Damon underscore Young underscore, who said, "Higher Ground" by Stevie Wonder. <laughs> that is a great. That was that the is best a answer. Solid answer, <laughs> well guys. Done. Thank you so much. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at r b a t s w n n. Back to John. All right, you heard. You heard James at the top. You know, your support means a great deal to us. So, again, go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Just sign up, especially this year's celebration around the corner. We're going to be doing a lot of exclusive stuff from celebration on Patreon. Starts at $2 a month. Join us. Uh, And we have a special thank you to our two top tiers, our generals and spice runners. Our generals, Carmelo, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramore, Matt Heath, Double C Chris, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you, generals and our spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, and Andrew Staley. Thank you, Spice Runners, and everybody who's joining us on Patreon, supporting us. You, you allow us to to attend these events, to to go to more events in the future as things start to open up and expand on what we're doing. We always have a lot of goals here at TRB, and you make all this stuff possible, including giving you two shows every week. So thank you all very, very much. Uh, make sure you do subscribe to the show on your favorite platform, uh, Spotify, Apple. If it has a rating, five stars, please. Uh, and share us with a friend. Spreading the word is how we grow. And of course, youtube.com slash Star Wars News Net videos. Um, we're very close also to our 10,000 followers on Twitter. So we really want to get there before celebration. That'd be really cool. So follow us at RBATSWNN, like Lacey said. Uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com. That's where you want to go every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at Star Wars News Net. And I have a movie podcast where I don't talk about anything having to do with a galaxy far, far away uh, called Just Like the Movies, available free on your favorite podcast app. Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. And I didn't mention this, but about a week, two weeks ago, I was on Star Wars Minute with the guys over there. And I was on five episodes. What's up, fellas? Five? Five episodes. I broke down five minutes of Solo Star Wars Story. Uh, and it was a really fun time. So we went minute by minute for five minutes from, I believe, what, was, what moments? It was from the moment that Chewie and Han met on the deck of the AT hauler uh-huh. to the like campfire scene. I cool. I did Damn. broke it down minute by minute. It was a super fun time, and uh, I forgot to talk about it, so I apologize. But if you want to check it out, please do. I <laughs> did they love- call you out? 
Were they like, Lacey, did you come on? Get no, it. absolutely not. No, 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 no. no, no. This was just me <laughs> saying that because we do actually talk about Make Solo 2 Happen uh, on every single episode. So <laughs> if you enjoy that, please go watch it and listen I, to it. I love when cool. you actually get to kind of like, I know people watch Star Wars over and over and over again, but it, when you take that moment to be like, I'm just going to watch this scene and then restart it and rewatch it, you know what yeah, I mean? And kind of yeah, analyze yeah. a specific scene. You see much more because your process of going through the movie, you like when you see this scene, you're thinking about that or it reminds you of this mm-hmm. thing. So you go mm-hmm. into the next scene already thinking that. And so your eyes are diverted in certain ways. So when you encounter scenes just like clean cut like they do, and they just go like, we're just going to talk about what we're seeing on screen right now and really get in and discover it. It's pretty cool. Um, I recently I recently did something um, where somebody mentioned Claude. And I was like, oh, right. Okay, Claude. And then they mentioned that he was in three scenes in the movie. And I was like, he I only was? remember him in one. <laughs> yeah. And like, I went to YouTube and looked up Claude Rise of uh, Skywalker and it said uh, here every scene with Claude and I was like I never even saw him (laughs) in that scene like that's nuts that he's there you know like Mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. things that you're probably were were like shown but for some reason you're like you're thinking about Ray and Finn and Poe hugging and like you miss that it's like like, a magic trick here yeah or they just showed it to you but you know that scene's coming up so you're your brain is preparing to see it or something. It's just, it's so weird. And I just recently had that experience. So you bringing up Star Wars Minute reminded me that they do a really good job at that, going yeah, through do. and analyzing every <laughs> little bit. So cool. Yeah, absolutely. James, um, <laughs> where where can people talk to you about that? <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at my returns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, we hope you enjoy your weekend. And we'll see you on Monday morning with another episode right here on the resistance broadcast happy birthday mom we'll see you around kids